I'm standing here with Jim Cornett, the manager of the Midnight Express. And Mr. Cornett, I've watched Skandar Akbar manage his troops. And Skandar Akbar was a former North American champion himself, a tough athlete in his own right. I've been against Gary Hart and his armies. And Gary Hart was a pretty good-sized street guy from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Rock Hunter, who was formerly a great athlete, managed the Assassins. You're the first athlete I've ever seen, or first non-athlete, who is arrogant, audacious, flamboyant, rude, and a mama's boy that brags about how you use your mother's capital to accomplish what you want. Well, Bill Watts, first of all, let me just say one thing. People with money do not have to sweat. Why should I work for something when all I have to do is call my mother and she buys it for me? Do you understand that? Can you Well, short, shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in two generations, you know, or whatever. I still respect the people that earned on their own right. But last week, Reeser Bowden was interviewing Magnum T.A. and Mr. Wrestling 2, congratulating him on winning Christmas night, the Mid-South Tag Titles. And you came out and interrupted that interview. Let's rejoin that. Well, like I told you before, it was just a matter of time. Well, you, you stuck with me, you, you uh, obeyed the, the things that I've tried to pound into your head, and it all came true. Right here is the proof of the pudding, man. We've got it, and we're going to keep on going right along with it. Well, Magnum T.A. certainly came through a champ. There's no question about that, but we cannot overlook... Oh, let, me, let me just explain one uh, thing to uh, you. But... just a second. Could I uh, just interrupt here for just a minute? Uh, I heard a lot of names being bandied about out here a minute ago about top competition, but one name that was conspicuous in its absence was the Midnight Express. Now, can you explain just what the problem is? We've been trying to get a title match with you two for a long time. I've offered any amount of my mother's money that you want. We can't get the contract signed. What's the problem? Can either one of you happen to tell me? Hey, pal, there is no problem. Anytime you feel that you're qualified, we'll be ready for you. The Mid-South is the one that determined that. Well, I feel like I'm qualified, and I feel like my men are qualified. I don't feel like you two are qualified. What you've done, this guy, he was a frustrated sex symbol, and you were just frustrated. You've taken him from a frustrated sex symbol and turned him into a coward. And I think I'm going to just back up here just a step. I think I what think the problem is too. in getting you two in the ring is that both of you are chicken. Both of you are cowards, you're chickens, and if you don't give us a title match, what we're going to have to do is prove to all these people that love you so much in a way that they ain't never going to forget just exactly how chicken you are. You I imagine that pipsqueak calling men chicken? I think that man would be very at home in a hen house and not as a rooster either. No, he'd probably be sitting on a nest warming the eggs. Well, of course, he is exactly right. The Midnight Express are a very fine team, but they've got uh, a lot to prove. Well, I like to watch myself. <laughs> well, I think at that point that they thought you were just another smart aleck with a lot of rhetoric. I think they didn't realize that when you were talking about them being chicken that you were going to take such drastic action to make a visual reminder to everybody. It's something that I think went out with when the Ku Klux Klan was riding roughshod over a lot of scared folks. And uh, we'll I've, rejoin. Uh, I've, I've heard... South Connection. Welcome to episode number three of Territorial. I am your host, Sean Kidd, and tonight I will be flying solo. So um, I flew solo on our first episode. Uh, on our last episode, we talked about Bruno and Piper with uh, Scott Shiflett, 
And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to talk about a feud from Mid-South in 1984 that um, was red hot at the time and really introduced the wrestling fandom to some of the main players of uh, history, especially when it comes to the Crockett era. So we're going to Mid-South this uh, episode. It is Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2 versus the Midnight Express in 1984. And this, uh, we start off actually in January of 84. And for most people uh, remember January of 84 for Hulk Hogan, obviously, defeating the Iron Sheik in the WWF. So over at Mid-South, uh, we had a lot of stuff going on um, as we jump into it there. Let me do a quick intro of Mr. Wrestling 2 because I'm very familiar with the Midnight Express. I'm very familiar with the Magnum TA. Mr. Wrestling 2 is somewhat of a legend who I'm not as familiar with and actually... How I knew a Mr. Wrestling 2, I'm going to talk about in a minute because it was all over the magazines. And um, when you go back and look at Inside Wrestling or PWIs or things of that nature, this picture is very front and center and is brought up a lot. So Mr. Wrestling 2, real name is John Walker, was a top draw and legend for the Georgia Territory. Um, he had 10 reigns as the Georgia Heavyweight Champion. And during his time in Georgia's Mr. Wrestling 2, he was considered one of the top five most popular wrestlers in the entire United States. So popular, in fact... Um, he had a very high-profile fan in Jimmy Carter. Uh, yes, uh, President Jimmy Carter, who, however, um, at the time was the governor of Georgia. And um, I brought up the photos of, you know, inside wrestling, PWI, etc., and the pictures of him and Carter um, really stand out. You could actually probably look up the internet, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Jimmy Carter, and you can bring up the pictures. Um, well, most of his career during the 70s and 80s, he was focused more on the southeastern quarter of the United States. He also made a very prominent presence in Mid-South Wrestling during 83 and 84 as the coach and advisor of a young wrestler named Magnum TA. Now, Magnum TA, um, if you listen to NWA Crock and Roll over on the Place to Be Nation feed, uh, which I host, you know, we go very in-depth of Magnum TA's Crockett start um, all the way up to the time where he actually uh, had the accident and he lost his career, which uh, dropped a few months ago. But we go very in-depth of Magnum TA. Um, I know Magnum TA very well coming out of Crockett, but most people don't know about his early appearances in Mid-South. So Mr. Wrestling 2 was actually his mentor. So vignettes aired on television and they were hosted by Riser Bowden or Jim Ross in which Mr. Wrestling 2 was actually shown away from the ring with Magnum discussing his philosophy and taking on a young rising star and the role as a coach or showing training sessions with the two of them. Uh, so as a tag team, this is where this feud actually will start. So they won the promotion, the Mid-South Tag Team titles on December 25th, 1983 in a cage. And this was over uh, Hacksaw, Butch Reed, and Jim Neanville Neidhart. And if you had asked me if I had any knowledge whatsoever of Butch Reed and Neidhart being Tag Team Champions, and what I knew of them in my early wrestling days where they were both in the WWF, Jim Neidhart obviously in the Heart Foundation, and Butch Reed as the natural, I would have said you're crazy that those two are ever tag team champions anywhere, but yes, they were. Um, and on December 25th, 1983, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA defeated them for the Mid-South Tag Team titles in a cage, which brings us to the feud we're going to talk about. So um, Jim, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express had just recently come to Mid-South, and I'm going to take you to January 14th, 1984, I believe this is where we are going to where this feud starts so basically ta and wrestling 2 have only had the tag team titles for a few weeks but lo and behold jim Cornette comes out and he has a yellow bag with him and i'm going to play the audio for you all right now of what happens as he brings out the yellow bag wait a minute jimmy, jimmy Cornette. jimmy Cornette has just entered the ring what's going on 
I never I don't, He's calling for Reeser Biden. There's no timeouts and uh, got a couple of sacks there. I don't know what's going on. He's crazy. Mama's boy. You hear the crowd, they call him Mama's You know, boy. I believe I told everybody that Magnum T.A. and Mr. Wrestling 2 are a couple of chickens because they won't defend the Mid-South Tag Team belts against the Midnight Express. Well, my mother and I have gotten together and we've gotten a little surprise for you. We've got something to make an example out of you two and to show you that we don't tolerate cowards around here at all. Oh, what? He just, he just looks like he hit Wrestling 2 in the back of the head with a blackjack or a slapstick or something. He knocked Wrestling 2 cold. They Pearl Harvard, they Pearl Harvard Magnum T and Wrestling 2. Wrestling 2 is completely unconscious. The Midnight Express, Dennis Conner and Bobby even came out from the front door. They got, now they're going to man it. The referee's been sent out of the concrete. I don't, he's taking something in the jar. He's pouring something all over Magnum T.A. It's, it looks like it, I don't know, it looks, I don't know what it is. It looks like syrup or, or some. T.A. struggling. Feathers. Feathers. Look at the, it's like he's tarring feathering him or, or, or I don't know, some kind of stuff, some substance. And Feathers, he, he he's making Magnum T.A. like the, he says Magnum T.A. is a chicken wrestling too. It's totally unconscious. They have feathered. I don't know what the substance is, but Magnum T.A. is feathered just like a chicken. I've never seen it. I've, I've never, never seen anything like that. The Express is leaving. There's Rick Rude. Dr. Death's coming to George Weingroff. And He's got going. that slapper out. He's got that slapper out. That's Kendrick. a blackjack, Bill. Uh, yeah. Slapper, blackjack, whatever it is. They're giving him a lot of room. The, yes, sir. I, Jimmy, I, Jimmy Cornette said they would do something that they would prove. They're not to be taken lightly, Jim Ross. I guarantee you that, Bill. Look at Magnum T.A. <laughs> well, you know, I can say I've been in wrestling some 20 years, and I've been proud to be called a professional wrestler. And I've had a lot of beefs with a lot of people, but I always think there was a way that in the something about the king of sports that you had to have a certain amount of honor that you took on your opponent's head on. Uh, are you the only uh, the only honor that I have, Bill Watts, is when I want something, I get it one way or the other. That's the only honor that I have. What affects a cornet and what affects my men, the Midnight Express? That's all I care about. That's all I think about. That's all I want to hear about. Well, Laura Link kept the cameras running. So there you have it. Cornette actually comes out um, during the middle of a match where um, Magnum T.A. and Mr. Wrestling are in, you know, basically facing some jobbers. And Cornette has been wanting a tag team title match for his uh, team. However, he claims that they are ducking him. And so there you have what just happened. Um, and then at the end, you hear there with Bill Watts, as Bill Watts interviews Cornette post-feathering, uh, um, that he's going to go by any means necessary to get his title shot. And um, pretty famous angle here. Um, it, it, this whole tarring of Magnum TA was pretty famous at the, at the time. Um, again, I remember reading it in magazines and historic values, but I have never actually watched it up until doing this podcast. Um, and it was pretty intense and so intense. So later on in the same program, you have T.A. and Mr. Wrestling 2 come out and talk about what happened to them. So uh, take a listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm at ringside with the Mid-South Tag Team Champions, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum T.A. And gentlemen, I've been in wrestling 20 years and I've never seen anything like this. And I'm sure everybody's awaiting your comments as I am. 
Let me tell you something right now, Bill Watts. They pulled a trick this time. But let me tell each and every one of you out there, there's going to be some plucking going on around here. You talk about chickens. When we're through with you, we're going to pluck everything out of you. Every strip, we're going to pick you until you can't be picked anymore. I'm here to tell each and every one of you right now, you might find something remotely humorous about this. But to me, this is the most degrading, humiliating thing anyone could have possibly done to me. And this will not be the end of this. Midnight Express, Cornette, this, if you wanted my attention, you've got Magnum TA's attention, and now you've got my attention. Let's see what you're going to do about it. Where are you now? I'll be up anywhere you want to be. I can't put the titles up. Mid-South's got to do that. But I'll wrestle you anywhere, anytime, under any conditions. Don't walk the streets and turn your back because of this. It's some old medicine that should have been forgotten a long time ago. Tactics like this should never, never, ever be used on any human being on this earth. And I'll make you regret the day you ever thought about feathering Magnum T.A. Mark my words. Uh, wrestling too wants to talk about plucking somebody. Why don't you pluck your partner? He's the one wearing feathers. I don't have any. You know, uh, you drew an interesting analogy about a forest fire. Well, Dennis Condry and Bob Eaton, the Midnight Express, are about the best candidates I can think of to play Smokey Bear on Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA. Now, I can tell you one thing right now. Up till now, we've been having a little fun. We've been playing around just trying to get a title match. But if they want to get serious, let me tell you something. We can get serious. And if you don't give us a title match before long, we're going to do something that we won't regret, but you probably will. Well, Mr. Cornett, I'll say one thing. So there you have it, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA straight fire uh, at ringside uh, with Bill Watts, by the way. And TA is actually still feathered uh, during that interview process. And then you hear uh, Cornett's follow-up lines, you know, about Smokey the Bear. And, you know, just so we're off to a great start. So literally very, very simplistic start famous angle it's over a title Cornette wants the his team to get a title shot you know the other thing that was interesting in the interview is magnum ta basically says well it's up to mid-south to give me give you a tag title shot not me which is interesting so um so we're off and running here and so we are going to the following week uh which is june 21st mid-south and you actually have bill watts out with uh jim Cornette again he writes Jim a new one on being spoiled and spending all his mom money. They were playing an interview that started this feud, again, like we talked about, um, where they're being interviewed about being chance. Jim comes out to say he's he's here listening to them. They're listening to all the contenders out there, but not the Midnight Express. So that's where it really started. So actually, the first audio we played for you was the first kind of confrontation um, around, you know, and how Jim executed his plan to get his title shot. But anyway, they replay the interview and they're being interviewed by chance. And Jim comes out and says, you know, I hear you guys all listen to contenders, but it's not the Midnight Express. Um, he says they've even offered to give money a title shot. And two again says, like Magnum TA said in our previous interview, it's Mid-South decision, but they are ready when you are. Cornette then calls TA a frustrated symbol and calls two just flat out frustrated. And he calls TA a coward and both of them are chickens. Saying if they don't give his team a title match, he'll prove how chicken they are. Hence, what we what occurred, what we just talked about, and what you guys just heard uh, when we started the pod. So a lot of chicken references by the faces, including Jim being a hen, uh, sitting on eggs when Jim leaves. So we come back live uh, from that videotaped interview, and Jim says he likes watching himself. 
Then they replay the attack that we just played for you. Uh, he also sees footage of the faces trying to help T up after the attack. And what's interesting about the faces that are lifting TA up, it's actually Rick Rude and Lanny Poffo helping him up, which is, uh, you know, very time, you know, it's very interesting to think about in the Mid-South in this time frame because we already brought up Butch Reed and Jim Neidhart were tag team champions. And here you are in 1984, you got Rick Reed and Lanny Poffo, basically jobbers at this point in time, acting as the de facto faces that come out and help the faces that got beat down by the Midnight Express. But again, a very simple feud started by calling people chickens. Um, and Watts basically shits all over Cornette and says, uh, Cornette says Cornette was fined for $5,000 for the attack. And Cornette says, that's just a call to mama and walks away pissing off Watts saying he wants to backhand him. Uh, one thing that's interesting about Watts and Mid-South, and we'll obviously have other Mid-South feuds we talk about on this show. Watt, and by the way, he's also inserted himself into feuds with multiple comebacks, but Watts has had a real habit of making things about himself and his point of view. And again, this is very obvious in all his commentary and was really obvious in the interview here. So later on in the same show, this 621 show, TA and two are at an announce table for a Midnight Express tag match and they are told they will be fined 2,500 each if they interject, which actually annoys TA. So Cornette starts running his mouth in the ring uh, and right, Mr. Wrestling 2 actually has to hold him back. Cornette says he wouldn't let 2,500 get in the way if it were him and he calls them chickens. And all he had to do was prove it. Um, but those put those belts up until we do something serious. At the end of the match, he expressed feather the jobber, which is too much. And the fight is on in the ring at that point in time, which takes us to the following week's Mid-South. 628 uh, Mid-South. So they open up with uh, Watts and JR on announcing that uh, Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2 will face the Midnight Express in a non-title match, which Cornette um, makes comments early with JR. He's very, very hot. Um, that it's non-title. And Cornette says he's got over-eager when he signed the contract and failed to realize it was a non-title match. He says he will have to continue to degrade a chance until he gets a title shot and continues to shit all over TA and Wrestling 2, which brings us to the first match um, that we will talk about with these two teams. And again, this is on Mid-South TV. Six, I'm sorry, not 628. I, like I said, it's January 28th. So I'm sorry for the confusion, January 28th. And it's Midnight Express versus TA and Mr. Wrestling 2. It is a non-title ma match. The match is only 10 minutes for a time limit. Jim announces the Midnight Express is the men who made the champs chickens. The faces run straight out and attack the Midnight Express. And ring announcer Boyd Pierce in his Joker purple yells, I'm leaving, and he bails. Uh, faces kick their asses, and um, the, the heels bail outside. And then the faces work Dennis' leg when he's back in the ring with multiple tags and running elbows. TA misses an elbow, and Bobby's tagged in, and they work his leg too, doing the same thing to him. Wrestling 2 goes running off ropes to drop on Eaton's leg, but Dennis needs him from behind. Midnight Express um, then go to town on Mr. Wrestling 2. Uh, they do stiff knees to the corner and to the back of the face. Mr. 2 fights back and finally gets the tag. TA drop kicks Bobby out of the ring, goes to town on Dennis, and then off the ropes, and Jim pulls the ropes down, and TA tumbles outside. And what I'm going to play for you now is the rest of the match and what occurs after TA tumbles outside the ring. Mr. Wrestling 2 is trying to regroup. A tag, counter tag behind. Two made the tag. Two got the tag. They were going to attack TA. But two got the tag and Magnum TA is walking tall out there. And boy, he is really stiffing them. Drop kicks. This, this young athlete has just become an awesome. Jimmy Cornette's dropped his tennis racket. Oh, Jimmy Cornette pulled the top rope. I thought he dropped his tennis racket out of frustration. He pulled the top rope and his Magnum TA went to that body check. Magnum T.A. went out over the top. Jimmy Cornette's hand is Bobby Eaton something. Wrestling 2 is beating up Dennis Condry. He's got, he's got a belt in there. Jimmy Cornette is handed 
Bobby the belt, and they started whipping wrestling too. They started whipping wrestling too. You can hear that belt, that leather smack clear over here at the table. They're whipping wrestling too. And they're brazen, some big a old red welts. Beating. A brutal beating. Red welts are coming up all over the body of Mr. Wrestling a 2. A brutal beating. Look at him. They're laying that belt on him. Now here comes Magnum in. That are disqualified. They're whipping. They're just unmercifully beating. Cornette, Bill. Look at Cornette now. has got the belt. Cornette's got the belt. The final insult to have that pipsqueak mama's boy, sissy, put that belt to you. And he is laying it in Magnum T. The welts are coming. You can see the welts yeah, on Wrestling 2's body. Russell 2's body. Russell 2's got a chair. He's got a chair and he's throwing one in for Magnum TA. They have really built. These guys, they're not staying to fight. I think they did this on purpose. Chairs are going to what a match. The winner by disqualification, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA. And we'll be back with more Mid-South action after this word from the net. So that ends the first match of this tag team feud. And so as you hear at the end, DQ, the faces win. But in this, you know, Mr. Wrestling 2 gets uh, beat pretty predominantly and whipped. Um, and, you know, after the match, the uh, faces, TA and Mr. Wrestling 2, um, actually are with JR. And like I said, Mr. 2 has some welts on his side. And he points them out. And TA is furious and says... More fight is coming for the Midnight Express. And then he shows his back and says no one's going to do this to him or his coach. Mr. Two talks about Carl Knox, and he did the same thing, and he peeled his back. And the Midnight Express will experience the same as Carl Knox and said they're going to peel the back. So overall, start to finish uh, match, really good stuff here. I mean, kind of a schmoz finish, a DQ, but it's more or less just a kind of get this match started. Uh, but really good. I went 3.0 all in on this first match here, so... The feud is on, and um, so really, most of these matches um, that we're going to talk about are all from house shows, um, and they're all out of Houston, and it's interesting, like, this this feud does play out on TV a little bit, but never on a one-on-one -on -one match, so um, there'll be more interviews and things we'll talk about in a minute, but first, we're going to go, so th what I just talked about aired on 128 Mid-South, um, that first match, but the real house show first match that was for the titles um, actually was at January 27th, 1984, and that was from Houston. Um, so we're going to talk about that right now. So they immediately start brawling. The crowd is lit as the faces basically just beat uh, the heels up inside and outside the ring. TA does an atomic drop to Bobby on a chair. The first 10 minutes is absolutely electric with the faces tagging in and out and kicking the shit out of the Midnight Express with the crowd just absolutely going bonkers. Um, the Express finally get control of two and take turns working them over. The ref is distracted at one point and Bobby... Um, hits Mr. Two with a chair. Uh, Mr. Wrestling Two takes a good ass kicking here. Bobby does a second rope knee, backbreaker by Condry. TA finally tagged in and cleans house and an R4 in the ring. Um, Mr. Two beats up the Express and TA chases Jim Cornette outside. The Midnight Express finally get control and Mr. Wrestling Two of Mr. Wrestling Two and beat him up. Magnum TA um, comes in with a board and breaks it on the head of Bobby, uh, then throws it to Mr. Wrestling Two who nails Condry with it multiple times. Um, T.A. then has powder thrown in his eyes, um, and the faces chase the Express to the back. Crowd absolutely lost his mind. Um, guys, this was just a flat-out blood feud brawl, um, nonstop. Just loved it. Um, it was, I went three and a half on this, but it was a double DQ. Uh, but really, really good like start to this you know, second kind of follow-up. I mean, this is actually the first match, but um, this first match definitely sets the precedent um, of what we're going to be seeing in this feud, and it was absolutely freaking electric here so 
Um, really, really good stuff here. Um, and you can find this match. So just for the record, all the matches I'm talking about tonight, um, if I talk about it being on Mid-South TV, you can find it on the Peacock Network. If I talk about it being a house show, you can find it on YouTube. So this match that I just talked about, you can find on YouTube. So this was on January 27th, 1984. So the rematch, which is also in Houston, comes on February 10th, 1984. And um, it is also a tag team title match, and it is Midnight Express versus Magnum T and Mr. Wrestling 2. So coming out of the first match they had, you would think, okay, this is going to be a big freaking fight, big feel, just balls to the walls fight. So let's see how it plays out. So the match starts exactly the same with the faces beating up the Midnight Express. The crowd's not as hot and it feels like much more subdued feel here. So I'm not sure if it was because of how the arena was mic'd. Um, maybe it was a long day of what long night of watching wrestling, but they seemed really, really um, quiet. Uh, the match itself also seemed very slow at a pacing too. Um, and because there was a lot of stalling with the Midnight Express trying to gain advantage of Mr. Wrestling 2, but he takes him down at every turn. Uh, Mr. 2 actually dances to mess with them a little bit. And then there's more stalling. And finally, all four men start fighting in the ring and the crowd fires up. Um, as the favorites uh, throw the Express at each other, 10 minutes in, half of this has already been, you know, basically a Midnight Express stalling. Magnum TA in and after working Bobby's arm for a bit, he gets jabbed in the throat by Condry from the apron on a roll-up attempt. Uh, they take turns working his arm for a good six minutes where they literally lay it on the mat. Mr. Two finally gets tagged in and cleans house and then there's a running knee to Bobby's face. He goes for the pin, but Cornette's up on the apron. Mr. Two goes after him and gets uh, powder thrown in his face. Um, the heels uh, beat up and whip the faces with the belt and racket. So we get another DQ here. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, this match kind of sucked. Uh, it was a polar opposite of the first match. Crowd was kind of blah. Very slow and plotting, so I feel like they were trying to work a different style match that this doesn't work. And this was really 20 minutes, and, you know, and felt like a go-through-the-motions kind of house show typical. So I went a gentleman's two on this third match we talked about because it was a little disappointing. So we've had three matches at this point. Um, match one was three stars. Match two, I went three and a half. Match three takes a step backwards. I go a gentleman two. So from here, we go to Mid-South TV on February 11th. Uh, 1984. Um, at the start, they have a Magnum TA video that um, opens with a pretty great video of uh, TA uh, beating the likes of Kamala, Killer Khan, King Kong Bundy, the Road Warriors, and then he's partying and doing his nightlife while making out with a bunch of random chicks. Um, goddamn, the 80s ruled here. Uh, Magnum TA just, you know, they really were setting him up as this big, huge star that almost seemed to supersede the tag team he was in, which um, is pretty interesting here just because um it's just yeah it's just interesting because um they play this video and i'll lead into what happens next so later on in the show mr wrestling is too is wrestling a jobber um he wins um and then uh the midnight express in and they attack mr wrestling too what's interesting here is jyd is on commentary complaining he has to watch you know on commentary because if he interferes he could get fined um they come down with an elbow um, to Mr. Wrestling 2. They try to, um, they, they continue to beat up on him. And then JYD break, uh, drops his headset and runs to the ring. And then TA out, um, comes out too. And they clean house. And the crowd goes nuts. So um, that's really um, what happened here. So Mr. Wrestling 2 got attacked. Magnum TA came out later. Um, and this video, which is really weird to put the centerpiece on Magnum TA again, which felt like he was kind of superseding the team a little bit. Um, there's an incident on the following Mid-South on February 18th, 1984. 
that I'm not going to talk about. And the reason why I'm not going to talk about is it kind of coincides with a feud that comes out of this feud itself. Um, but I will talk to you guys about that in a minute as I go on to the next section here. So um, we are going back to February 24th, 1984. So we have our final match we're going to talk about tonight. And this is actually a non-title match. And it is the Midnight Express versus uh, Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2. So the crowd is already hotter um, from the last match we talked about as Jim announces the Express. This is a new Duke Q match, by the way. And the team that loses gets hit with five lashes each. And for the Midnight Express, that includes Cornette, which pops the crowd big. Grizzly Adams, um, Jake the Snake's Robert, who also is an official here in Mid-South, um, holds the contract to Jim's face. He says all parties understand the contract and the loser will take the lashes in the ring and Cornette is freaking out. So they start off hot with faces throwing heels into each other. T.A. throws Eaton into two knees, um, who is in the corner standing on the second rope to, on Mr. Wrestling 2's knees. Magnum T.A. grabs Eaton and savagely throws him over the top rope twice. Bobby takes both bumps very, very hard. Uh, crowd goes bonkers. Mr. Two from the apron then grabs Bobby's head and throws him face first into the post. Dennis is in and he gets thrown over the top two. Mr. Mr. Wrestling 2 and T.A. take turns kicking Condry's ass with punches, slams, and forearms. Mr. Wrestling 2 is in and we've eaten and he clobbers him and Condry with a chair multiple times. Ten minutes in and it's been a total domination by the faces. Express finally get control and Magnum T.A. takes the heat. Bobby throws him shoulder first into the corner and then Express work his arm, but T.A. gets the tag and Mr. Wrestling 2 goes to town on the heels. Dennis trips Mr. Wrestling 2 from uh, the outside. Um, T.A. goes after Dennis. Uh, Bobby drops an elbow on Mr. Wrestling 2, but Mr. Wrestling 2 gets his feet on the rope. But Jim pulls his foot down, and the ref actually counts three, and the crowd is livid. Uh, T.A. goes for his whipping first and takes five savage lashes to the back. Mr. Wrestling 2 um, then takes it um, for the Midnight Express and one from Cornette. And his face and anger is absolutely amazing as he's selling how he feels right now. And Cornette is such a prick here. Mr. Wrestling 2 then goes through the same pro uh, process. They, so him and Magnum both go through the same process. Um, the Express bail, um, the faces um, hug, and we cut to them being interviewed by Paul Bosch, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But what a what an ending to this match, and I think a pretty surprising outcome. Uh, but I'll talk about that after you listen to the interview by the faces um, right now. I'm supposed to say have a happy Saturday night. And here on Friday night at the Sam Houston Coliseum, we have had some tremendous happenings that supersede all welcomes. But we have just been in the dressing room following the match here that, that saw these two men lashed by the Midnight Express. And they have pinned me down and said they want them in this ring again. And uh, two here has told me that not only is he willing to put up the, the Mid-South title belts, tag team title belts, but he will bet his mask that if his team loses, he'll take it off. He said, and if that's not enough, I'll bet my trunks on it. But two, it's your chance. Only one, one other time, only one other time have we been pushed this far. But now we're pushed to our limits. Referee's decision stands in a matter such as this. Referees are human men. He's only got two sets of eyes. He can't see everything. I blame all this on Cornette and the Express. If my man here wasn't fired up enough, he wouldn't have put this mask up. They want a title match. They don't know what they're walking into now. Expresses, you've got the title match. You want it? Now you've got it. You also got my mask. And if that's not enough, I'll give you my trunks, my boots, anything you want. 
but we've got you, and we're going to take you down and whip you like you've never been whipped before. You can guarantee that. I'll tell you, you have struck the last blow, my friend. You will strike no more. You'll be lucky to walk, crawl out of that ring when we're through with you. I'll never forget these lashes. I'll carry these not only on my back, but in on my mind for the rest of my life. And I intend to give you, we intend to give you, something that you will never forget. I'm not going to tell you now, because you're going to find out on the next time we meet. Yeah, definitely a fired up uh, Mr. Wrestling 2 and Magnum TA there. The kind of, you know, you would think it sets up another match and, you know, just to kind of put an end to this, because typically you don't have a feud. Um, We're four matches into this, and the Midnight Express just took the first win. Um, And on top of that, they actually lashed the faces, which seems like a pretty significant end. Um, As far as the match, um, I went four stars on this. The match was shocking. Um, Just the end, as I said, you know, seeing a face team getting whipped was definitely an unexpected turn. It was a great war on par with their second match that we discussed. Um, But I'm going to go higher because the surprise ending here for me. I'm at a 3.7, I'm sorry, four stars. Now, here's what's interesting. So you would think, like I said, coming out of this match, you would have at least some kind of burn off or some kind of, you know, way to end this. And it's been a lot of non-title garbage. Um, But we don't get another match between these two teams, at least when we're talking about this feud. Because if I were to tell you about, um, if I went back to the actual Mid-South episode that I told you I wasn't going to talk about, February 18th, 1984, there's a feud that starts that if I were to cover that and then tell you um, what goes on from here, that would potentially spoil a feud that I'm going to talk about with you guys on a future episode. So for this will actually um, end the feud um, officially. However, um, that's just for our watch. But what I can tell you is from here, um, the feud actually ends on March 13th, 1984. So roughly... um, a couple weeks from this last match, uh, three weeks, um, the Midnight Express will actually win the belts um, in another no-DQ whipping match. So that is two times the Midnight Express have beaten these two teams uh, in a whipping match. However, the journey to how that happened was, again, um, the start of another wrestling great feud that I'll share with you guys on a later episode that really plays well spinning out of this. And, and a sneak peek here, and you can probably guess it, we're going to revisit what happens with Magnum TA and Mr. Wrestling 2 going into that feud because it's really, really, really interesting. And for me, it really spurs out of the uh, music video that I talked about on the uh, Mid-South episode from February 11th that um, starts that next feud. So anyway, four matches, um, started with the tar and feathering, um, went back and started uh, in January 14th, 1984. Um, our last match here that we talked about was on February 24th, 1984, but the official end where the Midnight Express actually win the tag team titles will be on March 13th, 1984. Um, but um, we'll hold that out for a future pod, like I said. Um, so anyway, you know, really interesting here. Um, I'm going to leave the ca- carrot dangling, dangling on that uh, thought. But um, long term, the Midnight Express move on to feud with the Rock and Roll Express, who have also just entered Mid-South at the time they win the belt. So... They start feuding with the Midnight Express. Uh, so Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, revisiting the Mid-South starts there. Um, as we know, that carries over in a Crockett and actually carries over into eternity uh, because those teams feud never, never end. So um, so let's talk about the start, middle, and end here. So the start, um, absolutely loved it. It was a simple build with Cornette just being a spoiled mama's boy prick. 
Um, and the feathering was a very creative way to kind of kick it off. And Cornette, they all, like I said it all the time, the, the biggest heels uh, feel like they're right in the heel things that they do. And Cornette just wanted a tag team title shot and felt that they weren't getting what he wasn't getting what he wanted. So they took, um, took things into their own hands. So I love the start. The middle, good promos. Really good first two matches with a bit of a miss on match three, but the feud keeps you hanging on to see the end game. Um, the end, as stated, really great shocking win on our last match. Um, and in the end, uh, we have to wait, see how the Midnight Express actually win the belts on a future episode. But if you want to net-net it, the Midnight Express gains two wins um, in pretty significant matches over these, this team, and they include whipping uh, both faces, which, again, you don't really see that. Typically, when you have a hot like feud between face and heels usually it's the faces that come out on top and this just was not the case but i guess you could say the express won the war which again is a real rarity in the face heel dynamic so really good start really good middle, middle and really good end uh the best match for me um was obviously uh the uh, three of the four are really good uh but match four takes the prize for me uh followed closely by the second match but this last match um, was just freaking lit. So it was really, really, really good. Um, would I recommend watching? Absolutely. So, I mean, think about it. You get early TA, early Midnight Express, early Asshole Cornette. Especially if you love old school Crockett or Mid-South, this is really good stuff. Um, the only thing I would say that's a real negative here, um, I brought it up earlier, is Bill Watts can tend to be annoying with his need to put himself over. But the good news is it's very limited in this feud, and I would absolutely recommend... Um, and if I were going to tell you to skip anything, I would say skip match three if you want, but I would 100% watch the rest of everything that I talked about on this show tonight. Um, a really, really good piece of business. Um, lasting about two months, um, really short feud, but it really makes sense in terms of where it goes and what spins out of it is really good too. It's just like a, it's like a soap opera. Mid-South was just so good at this stuff. Um, as I go back and look at Mid-South, there's so many different feuds that you could do. You got JYD versus DiBiase. You got DiBiase versus Duggan. Um, you got the whole Rat Pack thing here. You got Bill Watts, um, who we might talk about, has a feud with the Midnight Express coming up um, with him and Stagger Lee, where they have this um, they have this big tag team blow off. So Mid South is just chock full of good feuds um, in the territories that we will 100% go back and revisit at some point. But uh, we will put a we will tie a bow on this episode. So go out of your way, um, go back and start the feud here in Mid South um, Mid South TV on the network. Um, or not network, but Peacock, January 14th, 1984. And you can just sit back and enjoy the feuds from there. And like I said, the matches, uh, with the exception of the first one, are all available on YouTube for you to go back and watch. So really, really um, watch how it plays out from start to finish. I would 100% uh, go back and watch every single one of these except uh, match number three. So with that, I am Sean Kidd. I appreciate you guys joining us for our third episode of Territorial. Uh, next month, we will go back to another territory and pick out another feud um, to watch start to finish. And uh, I will have uh, I will have some guests with me. Scott Shiflett will return, and um, I might have another guest with us, um, depending on which one we choose to do. But Scott will definitely be back for episode number four. So um, thank you, everyone at North-South, for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>